Hey there, I'm Ian. And I'm Rachel. And we want to welcome you to our Building Contenders podcast. Here we share messages, sermons, and our weekly conversations to equip you to contend for the kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy it. Blessings. So I wanted to kick it off. Um, kick away. Kick it off, and then you can you can jump in. Oh, pretty tree. I know I'd let you. We let we yeah. let man teach here as well, don't we? Love You're very kind. <laughs> Um, so I just, I was at Beach Chapel, um, Borny and Micah Burns, they're the senior leaders there, they're amazing, and uh, Borny was preaching this morning, she was talking on Second Chronicles 20, uh, just, you know, on this whole topic of Thanksgiving, and there was a verse just struck, out, struck me, um, you know, many of us are in uh circumstances where we have no control over them and we are you know we're doing our best we are navigating it we're being faithful we're praying you know but we're we're navigating difficult waters and uh, at times uh, whether that's in our family whether that's circumstances out of our control uh, and so it, there was this verse, it was Chronicles 20 and verse 15, and it said this, and it just like wrecked me. It said, this is what the Lord says. So they were, you know, there's this huge army coming against them. And and I always find the prophetic to be the place, like when God speaks, you know, when God inserts himself or when, you know, we hear from the Lord and it is the word of the Lord there is something in us that resonates like in our spirit that it's it's truth and it's strength it's actually an impartation for some for a grace for that circumstance right so so you had the prophet speak in the lord spoke and and it said um this is what the lord says to you do not be afraid and it says and don't panic and when you that word means actually don't be discouraged uh, because of this huge army. It was like, you know, here you are in these circumstances. And the word of the Lord was do not be afraid. And the thing with fear is fear always will bring discouragement. It will always make us panic. There will be, I mean, that's what we do. We, we're familiar with it we, and we run down that road of panic and discouragement. And, and it's always the first when God releases a word, um, you see this throughout scripture. It's like the, one of the things he commonly says is, do not be afraid. <laughs> I'm about to do something. I am about to move. And I know your circumstances look daunting. I know even for some of you, they look impossible for change. But the Lord says, do not be discouraged and don't be afraid. Um, because he's about to move. And and this one, he says, and I remember this song from Sunday School, The Battle Belongs to the Lord. Do you ever remember? Oh, what is it? <laughs> Thanks to the Lord, and we sing glory. Come on, we'll all join in. <laughs> I want to march around the room, you know. Power and strength to the Lord. And then you had a wee echo. I love that. But, but there's so much truth in that. And it says this, the battle is not yours, but God's. 
And, and you will not fight this battle. This is what scripture says. You will not fight your bat- that battle. Take your position and stand and watch the Lord deliver you. And I want to actually declare that over you guys as you listen to this, whether it's now, whether it's later, that the battle is not yours. Watch and see the Lord deliver you. And that's a promise you can take from from the Lord himself. Stay at your post. Do not abandon your post and don't be afraid and don't panic or don't let panic, uh, just don't get discouraged. Um, you know, it's, it's the Psalm 46. It's the stop striving and know, like know that I am God. Experience the I am in the midst of this huge army that was coming against uh, the children of Israel. And so I I do believe there is a word for all of us in this season. And it is knowing the battles to fight and uh, and the battles to to stand. And if you're in a battle and, and God is saying, I want you just to stand and watch the deliverance, watch me deliver this you from this situation. Um, I, I just want to bless you with that word. You know, once when the word of God comes and it's released, we hold on and we take our, we don't leave our post, right? Um, and it is knowing, is this my battle to fight or is this my battle to stand and watch the Lord bring deliverance? And there's even circumstances um, I'm personally in the middle of, um, I'm someone's FaceTiming me. <laughs> there, there are circumstances uh, that I am uh, facing that there is nothing I can do uh, about. And, and my, my prayer is, God, I'm going to watch you deliver uh, this loved one uh, back, to, back to complete restoration because this is your battle and there is, you know, this is one I, I just have to stand. So I, I just want to encourage you guys that the Lord is faithful and he is with us and not to be discouraged. That's great. <laughs> you know, you know, I think about that uh, Kenny Rogers song, no when to hold them, no when to fold them, no when to walk away <laughs> and no when to run. This is this is knowing when to stand and knowing when the fight is yours and when it's the Lord's. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. So good. And honestly, like we have had this multiple times where we have the gambler, yes. We have been in places and where we have really like we have needed God to speak. And when he spoke, it's like it's been like uh, someone poured fresh water over us. It's been like water for a thirsty soul, you know. It's it's been like a light in a dark place, and we can take a deep sigh of relief. And I think it's knowing the word of God in the season that you're in. What is the Lord saying? You know, what is he saying? So I think it's really important. And that's why I love prophets. I love the prophets. I might say that every week because I just do. I think a word in season is a is an apples of gold and settings of silver. 
That's what the proverb says. Is it is a word in season? It's great. <laughs> it's, it's you know that we're we're commanded to not despise prophecy. Mm. It's it's very easy when you're afraid to despise prophecy. It's mm, good um, because hope can be the most potentially destructive thing that goes on with any of us. You know, the hope for um, deliverance, the hope that this is not my battle, this is the mm -hmm. Lord. You know, whatever the hope is, um, can be so threatening. Uh, it's way easier to despise prophecy than it is mm -hmm. to uh, than to hope. When I, when I was a, when I was a kid, my dad died when I was eleven in November, and I realized I think well just after we got married that I'd had this or maybe it was before we got married that I'd had this like secret hope that he was a mm. you know a spy. <laughs> And that he only faked his death and that someday he would mm -hmm. walk into the house and say, hey, you know, sorry about that. I had to fool everybody that mm -hmm. I was dead. And, you know, those are the sort of um, hopes of a hurting 11-year-old boy that you're mm -hmm. 30 and you realize that you're still thinking that that's true. Mm -hmm. Um and, and I would say that a lot of our experience with, with hope is that, is that experience of hope, is that a hope that disappoints? Um, you know, it's the hope that just disappoints and the hope that keeps you uh, going and going and going and going. Um, you know, it's, it's, there's, there has to be a realistic nature to hope um, and yet prophecy goes against all of that. Mm -hmm. You know, the realistic nature of hope. I, you know, I teach all our, the way I teach it is that it has to be authentic. Hope has to be authentic. It can't be, you know, hey, I'm hoping that I'm going to be the president <laughs> of the United States, you know, um, because that isn't authentic. Mm -hmm. That is an inauthentic hope. Um, but prophecy yeah. is, uh, is just different, you know? And I, I like the holidays are amazing, but they're also really hard for our, for almost everybody. Like, the, you know, they're hard because yeah. You're, you're co-parenting and, you know, your co-parent is, is behaving suboptimally <laughs> or your kids are confused yeah. or maybe you've just got teenagers and teenagers are just awful <laughs> at times, you know, because they're not human. They're not fully human yet. They'll They're be not fully formed. They'll be fully human in, in another decade. But uh, because, you know, so, so there's... You know, there's times we have family uh, mm -hmm. rifts, losses, and at times like this, we, we reflect on the year gone by, and mm -hmm. it can just be hard. 
Mm-hmm. And prophecy disrupts that. Like prophecy actually disrupts mm-hmm. a theology of suffering. Um, we we don't have a theology of suffering. I don't think there should be a theology of suffering. I think there's a theology of the goodness of God and the fact we're in a battle. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in a cosmic battle. But this mm-hmm. this prophecy thing is is the great disruptor of our brokenness, really, mm-hmm. of our disappointment. Mm-hmm of our rationalizing our authentic hope and along comes a prophetic word to say Abraham yeah you're you're going to be the father of nations mm-hmm. and and Sarah who's barren you're you're going to have a child and you know, we despise prophecy when we when we birth Ishmael's. It's a way of despising prophecy is to try and do it on our own way. When the Lord has said, "Actually, I'm I'm, I'm making this deliberately impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm calling you to a land that is absolutely impossible." Um, and what I want to do is absolutely impossible. So, yeah, this this prophecy thing is the great disruptor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's why a bunch of people despise prophecy and end up going crazy, mm-hmm. end up trying to, you know, be shaped by the culture of this world uh, that doesn't even want them. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you you're getting you're you're getting dressed up in order to be desired by someone who will never desire you and you know so mm-hmm. anyway prophecy is so important so if you'd like to dial 1-800 get a <laughs> prophecy right now um, it, it really is um something that just bursts hope like it, it's something that sustains hope and it births hope And um, I've just seen it again and again um, in our lives, in other people's lives. Just even tonight, you know, a friend texts me saying, I got a prophetic word and it's a confirmation again of what God's been saying. And they have been in a, you know, not an easy time. And, And here they are getting encouraged. The Lord saying the same thing over their life. And uh, it's it keeps them going and, and it keeps their hope alive. And honestly, sometimes our circumstances are so painful um, and, and very difficult. Uh, we are not dancing with unicorns and stepping over daisies every day. Uh, and it, it's that's why we we need. Like I love through scripture, I love it says, and then the word of the Lord came. And I think about um, Jesus being the word. (laughs) Like it it just says the word of the Lord came. 
And, and I wonder what did that look like in the old covenant? Like, you know, when the word of God came, what did that look like when the Lord himself came and brought a word? He is the word. He is the I am. And, you know, I always think about even um, Elizabeth and who is it? The John the Baptist. JTB's dad? Yes. Zachariah. Zachariah. You know, I, it makes me laugh because Zachariah's like, well, you know, we're too old. And how, how do you know this word is right? And the, is it Gabriel said? Gabriel. I am Gabriel. I stand <laughs> in the presence of the Lord Almighty. Shut up. Yes. <laughs> shut your mouth because you will abort the promises of God. Like you will, like he, you know, I think you preached on this many times and it, it's, so good it's like Abraham or Zachariah saying but how will I know what you've said is true I mean look there's an angel standing in front of you and he's brings with him the presence of God he's been in the presence of God and and the and the angel saying I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you quiet now so that you don't just (laughs) You don't mess up and speak against the promises of God. And I I love that because God's word and his word to us is, is like, we can't actually live without it. We can't. Uh, <laughs> we cannot do without promises of God in our lives. And we can't abort the promises of God. It's a good word. Yes. This is what the Lord says to you. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged because of this huge army. The battle is not yours, but the Lord's. Yes. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Come on. So, so good. And And it is, you know, like prophecy is encouragement it is putting courage mm-hmm. in and being discouraged is having mm-hmm. is dissing the courage you know it's like you're dissing mm-hmm. this it's like dissing the prophetic um i'll i'll tell you just be careful mm-hmm. of people that say i don't need another prophetic word mm-hmm. be very careful when people start to say i don't need another prophetic word yeah. they're they're talking through a, a different orifice um <laughs> <laughs> you did not just say that. <laughs> I, yeah, I did. Um, Pray for them. And, yeah. and the minute someone starts to talk about prophecy and say, "I want the real prophecy. I want the mm-hmm. <clears throat> the dates, the times, the big prophecies," like just stay away from them. Mm-hmm. Um, let them figure it all out on their own. But they're mm-hmm. not, especially if they're a leader. <laughs> yes. Um, we're going to talk about that in a minute. No. We're, I'm going to move on from it. Yes, I think you should uh, move on. So, especially if they're a leader and they start to talk in in ways that despise prophecy, because right. uh, they are dissing mm-hmm. the encouragement. They're dis. They're bringing discouragement mm-hmm. to their people. Yeah. Um, it's why I think it's one of the reasons why Zachariah was uh, mm-hmm. was shut up was because the risk mm-hmm. was, of course, that your words can abort the promises of God mm-hmm. um, in your life but also in the lives of other people. Yeah. If, if they start to get infected by that, if they start to get infected by that, uh, 
yeah. pollution. Yeah. So. Yeah, because there's a contemptuous nature to it. There is a lack of gratitude and there's contempt comes in. Um, I was I was in the gazebo last night. I was in our gazebo. Um, and at 10.30, so I checked it because I... I took a recording of the, the noise. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and at 10.30, I took a recording of the noise of this screeching. And um, I actually tentatively walked out the back of, with my flashlight because I didn't know what animal it was. And it sounded like an animal that was, in, that was really close and that was hurting. Uh, mm -hmm. So I took a recording, and it turns out it was a great, great horned owl. Mm -hmm. um, I started to weep. Uh, and part of it is, you know, part of it is the whole mystical peace in God. There's, I, I have a little bit of a Francis of, an, of a CC anointing with animals <laughs> and they'll come when I'm praying and all this coyotes will walk. They just are there. But this, this was interesting because I actually have it in my, my notebook that last week I made a mention of where are the owls. Mm. Do you remember? Kind of? Mm, sort of. Sort of. Like I made a mention of like, we haven't seen the owls. For, there hasn't been Oh, yeah, owl. you did. We were chatting. Yeah, yes, hasn't, and I, yes, I remember yes, like, hmm, that's interesting that I would even say that because for us, the owl is the representation of the prophetic in yeah, this season. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is the ability to see through darkness yeah. and destroy serpents. Mm -hmm. um, so I just I just started weeping <laughs> um, because it is. I mean, I, I feel very. You're very moved. I tonight, feel very you? moved. I don't. I don't really know why, mm. but um, I I think there's something absolutely vital about the prophetic at the minute. There's something yeah. vital about it. When I think even yeah. of how mm -hmm. uh, the prophetic has been hijacked by politics and religion over the last mm -hmm. six years, seven mm -hmm. years, mm -hmm. and used for political and religious um, ends mm -hmm. instead of for the encouragement of the body, instead of like we, we yeah. have to encourage the body, yeah. you have to encourage yourself. And, and there's a, you know, with all this comes mm -hmm. the, we're we're in such a strange place at the minute. You know, we're in a place where we we're having a conversation last year with some family members, and and mm -hmm. and there, you know, they have different ideas that, than we do. Um, and it's this whole notion of like, well, hey, you know, you're entitled to your own opinions. And someone even wrote that on my Facebook page when I <laughs> when I mentioned something. You know, you're entitled mm -hmm. to your own opinion. I'm not talking about opinion. I'm talking about truth. Just to be clear. Mm -hmm. Oh, truth is not an opinion. Truth is truth. Yeah. And the fact that society is trying to find an absolute moral and ethical truth outside of Yahweh, mm -hmm. it, it means on. that we're on a race to zero, that society is on a race to zero yeah. because there can be no absolute ethical or morality or moral truth outside of outside of God because it doesn't exist outside of God mm -hmm. so this notion that you then can just for this is in the church this isn't outside in society this notion in the church that we're sort of like walking away from truth and putting it in as my experience then becomes the truth mm -hmm. is so toxic we are leading the way on this mm -hmm. this isn't society um, 
you know, the society at large has learned this from the church, the people with the real authority, the authority of Jesus. And what we've done is we've devolved things away from any ecclesiastical authority to opinion, opinion that actually causes us to not mm-hmm. see the kingdom come. This is why prophecy mm-hmm. is so important uh, because we get the word of the Lord. Now, of course, you're going to say, hey, we can all hear Jesus. This is what the Reformation did five years ago. It made the priesthood of all believers really important. And that means we don't need an intercessor. We, we don't, but you need an authority. You need someone. Like that's why in the Old Testament, the, the, you know, the, the priest, the chief priest decided on matters of the law. It was the function of the Sanhedrin was to decide matters on the law, the, on Scripture. This is what Scripture means. It's what the role of the apostles were in the Sanhedrin, the Jewish apostles, the pre-Christ apostles did that, um, along with the patriarchs and the other members of the Sanhedrin. And that's why we're told to continue steadfastly in the the apostles' doctrine. It's not actually written out. The apostles' doctrine isn't written out. You need somebody in your life that's actually going to speak truth You need to be submitted. I need to be submitted. I am submitted to someone in my life that will speak truth Mm -hmm. to my life. And honestly, I can hear their voice in the back of my head at times when I'm (laughs) doing risky things, you know, not (laughs) sinful things, but just like, oh, let's try this. And it's, it's just absolutely vital. We need to get away from this little orphany. Hey, I can hear Jesus for myself. Well, then we don't need prophecy if you can hear Jesus. You know, that's the, it, it's almost like it is, yeah. I, I'm i I'm sort of like fed up with it. I think it's so important. It's absolutely important. Mm-hmm. We need someone to say, mm-hmm. listen, we should just be able to stand up and say, actually, so the whole thing was about Jezebel. I posted about Jezebel. <laughs> Jezebel in Revelation 2.20 is actually a woman, not a, not a spirit. She's a woman, a person, a human being who's behaving badly and leading people astray. And the church, the leadership is doing nothing about it. That's what, that's what that's talking about. It's not a spirit. Good Lord. Nor is it a spirit that can't be, like I've been told, you can't cast out the spirit of Jezebel. Then it's not a spirit, spirit, just to be clear, because I have authority over all the spirits. It's it's just, and, and, you know, people say, well, hey, you know, that's your opinion. It's not my spirit. It's truth. It's truth. And I don't care what your experience with the spirit of Jezebel is. We're not getting our doctrine from demons. We're not actually getting our theology from demons who do nothing but deceive and steal, kill and destroy. We're not going to do that script. So anyway, we need. <laughs> That's probably a whole other. <laughs> we need to be able to say this is the truth. It's it's yes. it's honestly for me, it's one of the main reasons prophecy, prophetic ministry needs to be done within the context of a local church because at least there's someone with authority there. In the context of the, you know, instead of having these, I, I get it that people are saying, hey, don't do prophet, don't don't do prophetic ministry, don't be a prophet, do it in community. Don't do it in community. Do it under authority. Like, well, by all means, do it in community. But make sure it's actually brought into, into authority, that there's a senior leader 
Hopefully they're an apostle of some description, even if they're simply submitted to an apostle and actually bring that in. It will have 10 times more authority. It has got 10 times more authority when a prophet prophesies in the context of being submitted to authority. 10 times, 100 times more authority. Mm -hmm. I need... That's so good. Yeah. I love that. Listen, society is on a race to nothing. It's on a downward spiral, a race to zero, so that we'll soon everything will be possible because society has no objective standard of, mor of morality or ethics. And that's actually not even our role. Our role is to shine. Yeah. Like that's our yeah. role. Our role isn't to vote, vote and... You can do all that, but that's that was never the tactic of Jesus. Mm -hmm. our, our, our role is just to shine, you know, go into all the world mm -hmm. and preach the victory of Jesus, mm -hmm. the good news of the gospel. Yeah, well, you know, even uh, I think Borny's on this, but uh, it, the sense was like their battle was worship. They, they moved in uh, worship and surrender and bow down and watch the Lord move on their behalf. That I do believe we're in a time where the Lord is looking for the prophetic and the prophets to be ones who are pure, ones who are standing and not um, like who are bringing encouragement and who are bringing life and who are speaking light to the darkness. The light, God is light and there is not a trace of darkness in him. That's what scripture says. And we have to represent who he is. We have to represent who he is to a world that is like gone crazy. That's <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, like truth is so important, so important. Yeah. And authority is so important. And uh, those are two things that are not really liked right now. <laughs> Listen, stir up prophecy, you know, stir it up. Yes. Be part of a be part of a church where the prophetic is so important. Yes. Where the prophetic is held up as yes. As that times when just as Rachel said, you know, that the word of the Lord came. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Honestly, oh, it's so good. It really is like a, a drink of fresh water. I mean, you're very poetic by doing this, but for, for me, it's actually, yeah. it's, there's those times when um, it, it's, when, when it's real, right? There's mm -hmm. those times when it's absolutely mm -hmm. real, mm -hmm. but God, right? It, that, yes. Like it's, it's not, it's absolutely life-saving. Yes. Like it's a life-saving thing yes. for someone mm -hmm. to hear God in the midst of the storm. It is so true. Yeah. Like I, I yeah, I think of a lot of things. Go say what you're going to say, because I, I think it's really it's, important. It's, it's this whole thing of Jesus um, being recognized. It's recognizing Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Peter did it twice, you know. He, he did it on the boat when there was a storm and they thought it was a ghost 
but he recognized Jesus. It wasn't that the storm went away or anything like that, but he recognized Jesus. And the, uh, then he did it again after he had gone fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he had gone fishing, you know, the Lord was on the, and he recognized Jesus again. And that's what prophecy does for me. It's just it mm-hmm. helps you recognize mm-hmm. Jesus. So. Yeah, I think it, for us, um, those times when we've heard the word of the Lord, it has settled something in us. It has settled the fight in us. It has settled the courage in us. It has, it, it's like, well, that's done. Whether it's done or not, it doesn't matter. What's done is the Lord has spoke and we can, we can actually pull on that grace and we can stand. And at times when we didn't know if we could keep standing, and then the Lord came, and the word of the Lord came, and then we knew we could keep going. And so I just want to... I'm glad that was a long time ago. <laughs> was that last week? <laughs> this morning, I can't remember. This morning. <laughs> yeah, I think the truth is we... All of us need the word of the Lord. All of us need to be encouraged. We need courage in us. Um, you know, so I just bless you guys tonight as you, you know, I hope we have put some courage in tonight um, and standing with you and watch the Lord fight on your behalf. Yeah, so core contenders, jump on to the Zoom call, and we'll see you there in yeah. 20 seconds. And just so you know, like we say that, so the, our core contenders are the ones who um, who support us. If you're interested, go on our website or anything, but we go live to our core contenders after every podcast and have a bit of a chat. <laughs> so um, that's available to anyone who wants to support and and do that so it's it's a million dollars a month a million it's a million two l's (laughs) just yeah yeah they they are the ones that have actually been with us for some of them been with us since since we started really yeah Um, but they support us monthly yeah um financially support us monthly they pray for us they yeah uh, we we would not be here without them i'm telling you and truthfully every thanksgiving it's like wow we're like so thankful. Let's let's look at the list. I'm thankful for Jesus. <laughs> and our core contenders. <laughs> so if you're interested, go on our building contenders website and there's you'll find out more. All right. All right. Love, you, Love guys. you guys. Take care.